Welcome in to Red Zone Radio. It is great to be here. Great to have you. Just a reminder to listen to Red Zone Radio on the Air Radio app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere that you get your podcasts. Today's episode is going to be kind of a instant reaction to the Lakers and Warriors and also a little bit of a breakdown of the Heat and Knicks game. I want to start with the Lakers-Warriors. And something that really stood out to me with the Lakers and Warriors is the fact that the box score, if you were to look at it from this game, there is not one statistic that you look at that leans in the Lakers' favor heavily. And the reason why I bring that up is because the only big difference in the box score was the fact that the Lakers hit 15 threes, the Warriors hit 13, but the Warriors shot 40. The Lakers shot in 30s. That's a big deal, obviously. But the other thing that that tells you is, was this a game in which the Lakers beat the Warriors, or was this a game in which the Warriors beat themselves? Personally, I feel it's a little bit of both. The Warriors didn't play great, but then again, the Lakers didn't play great the other night. Neither one of these teams, and I think this is something that we forget just because of the names and the brands that are in it with the Warriors and the Lakers and Anthony Davis and LeBron James and Steph Curry and all the names that are in this game. Something to forget is these two teams are seated at 6-7 and for a reason because this very inconsistent level of play that they both show, they have flashes where they look unstoppable. Both teams do. They also have flashes where they look like one of the worst teams in the NBA, and that's why they're sitting there at 6-7, and seven, because that's how their regular seasons went. And so when you think about this series as a whole, what it's really going to come down to is which team could play good more consistently. You don't have to—they both have these levels that we've seen them reach where where they have six—where they hit sixth or seventh gear, and, and they just dominate. I'm not saying they have to do that, but what they can't—the team that's going to win this game to me isn't necessarily the team that's going to hit that sixth or seventh gear more. It's more so the team that's not going to get stuck in the mud as often. And when you look at both of these teams, they clearly both have a tendency to do that. And in particular, they both have a tendency to do so at pivotal key moments in the game. And you saw that tonight. Flagrant foul in the second quarter. Swings the momentum of the Lakers' way. Draymond gets into foul trouble. He pretty much can't play defense midway through the second half. And by that point, the game was just essentially over. The one thing I will say that, that does lean Warriors, in my opinion is I do think they have more ways to win. I think the Lakers' recipe for success against the Warriors, it's much narrower. They need free throw disparity. They need the Warriors to miss a couple shots. And they can get on a roll. And by the way, they also need D'Angelo Russell to have a big game like he had tonight. If D'Angelo Russell is cooking and Anthony Davis is going, LeBron James kind of feeds off that energy. But you also saw in the first half when they when they were down by seven, you also saw when the energy wasn't going their way and LeBron was getting frustrated and the body language on the court was not good on any of the Lakers players. So it was just more of that Jacqueline and Hyde that you get from both teams. We'll see what happens in game four on Monday. Obviously that game is the uh, is of the utmost importance for both teams. 
if the Lakers win, they go up 3-1, essentially winning the series. If the Warriors win, not only do they tie the series at 2-2, they get to go back to Chase Center. So it's obviously an extremely important, huge game in the series. We'll see what happens. I can't wait. I, I don't know what to predict because I don't know what we're going to get from either team. It should be fun to watch. All right, let's go to the other basketball game today. And this is going to be somewhat of a short episode because it's just reacting to playoff games today. The Heat and the Knicks. And the Heat go up 2-1. And by the way, I, I think this series is over. And the Knicks had a great season. And, and they're a great team. And Jalen Brunson has proven that he is extremely good. But the Heat are showing you, and I, and I talked about this a couple weeks ago, so I'm not going to go back on my soapbox on this. But they're showing you why when everybody says that you just need to get a, bu- a bunch of good players together, we saw that last year with Brooklyn. They had Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden. Three of the best offensive players to every touch of basketball. Certainly you had two of them with James Harden and Kevin Durant. I would include Kyrie Irving too. And they they couldn't avoid being a play-in team because they didn't have culture. Culture is just as, if not more important, than talent. And I talked about this a couple weeks ago, so I'm not going to go on this rant again. But it drives me insane, the the amount of people online that say this superstar should go play with this superstar and they would be they would instantly be an NBA Finals team. You cannot just throw random talented players on a team and hope it sticks to the wall. That's what the Brooklyn Nets did last year with James Harden and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. They didn't gel. The culture fit was not there. They all wanted the ball. It didn't work. So we have proof of this not working over and over and over again. And it's fun. It's a fun story to talk about. It's fun to think about. But there's a reason why the Heat don't necessarily go after every talented free agent out there. The Heat is a well-respected, well-run organization in South Beach. They can attract free agents if they wanted to. There's a reason why they keep it a pretty tight-knit group and why Jimmy Butler is their star. They're successful with what they have, and they don't have have all this off-court nonsense drama going on that some of these other teams do because they keep it like that for a reason. That's very intentional by Eric Spolstra and the organization. And so hats off to them. They're up 2-1. I think they're going to advance the Eastern Conference Finals as an 8 seed. So very, very impressive job by the Heat, Jimmy Butler, and Eric Spolcher this year. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for this quick episode of Red Zone Radio. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day, and I will see you next time on Red Zone Radio.